said, uh, once I get back into town and everything else, if you want to do a form of a candidate, end a candidate one, whatever, I'll be up for that. Yeah, I didn't do one, so I, I, I had a whole bunch of stuff planned, and then it, it, it things came up, so I figured that when you weren't calling that i just skip it for the night. So, uh, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, I'm going to be probably, I don't know, 40 minutes or so. Okay. Um, I'll give you a text once I'm sort of ready. That sounds good. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a problem at all. I don't know why it would be. Yeah, okay. 40 minutes probably works out good because i got to charge my phone and everything still, so... Wait, yeah, I figured it'll give you a, give you a chance while I'm on my way back to town, you a chance to find a charging station and all that fun shit. Yeah, if you're able to, you should listen to the last one on Spreaker. I don't know if it's on Anchor or not, but I did one. I debuted uh, five Asses of Purgatory songs from the new album. Oh, nice. All well, five in a row. They're touching my plan tonight. Once I get home, actually just bought Okay, on the bright side, I could have been wrong. <laughs> Wait, what was recording? Okay, we are definitely recording this time. I think we did record the last segment there, so that's good. Um, I give up. I'm going to have to get someone who knows what they're doing to produce this show. We need a producer, anybody, who wants to get into the industry. Yes, and you, you don't even have to be local. That's the great thing about the way the world works now. Anywhere in the world, if you're out there and you want to produce a podcast, please, we need help. We cannot do this on our own. <laughs> We're good at talking, and that's the extent of it. That's really all I've, I've realized. That sums up me more so than any statement you could possibly say. That in all, I can just talk. That's all I can do. And it's the only reason I've ever gotten anywhere in the, the few little gains I've made in my life. I've talked my way into, and generally out of. <laughs> um, right. But yes, I all I can do is talk, and I, I can talk with a pen in my hand. Which it means I'm a fairly decent writer. Um, but yeah, no, I can't do anything. I am a very useless human being. Well, you still hell step up on me because I'm a really good talker. Um, I try to be a good listener, but I tend to talk over top of people when I do that. Yours seem to be one of the exceptions that I tend to listen to a little bit more on the on the on the. Um, on the offset of it, but, uh, I appreciate yeah, I that. can't even, I can't possibly, I can't, if I had to take notes while I was doing this show, I'd be absolutely screwed. I, I couldn't possibly take notes while I'm doing that. Yeah. It's, and it's, all I'm doing is wandering around a cemetery talking. I mean, like, that's how useless I am. I'm a, I'm a single function type of person. Now, here's two guys. Let me put this into perspective for you, listeners. Close your eyes and come with me on a little journey here. One of us is wandering around in a cemetery. The other one is walking up and down a street in a neighborhood that's been compared to the ghettos of Johannesburg <laughs> by someone from Johannesburg. So, knows what he's talking about. Declared one of the worst areas on the planet. Other one's in a cemetery. And we're wondering why our show doesn't work out too well all the time. See, but I don't get it. For me, this sounds like the perfect marriage for the ultimate radio show. I mean, yeah, I, I name one other radio show where they're broadcasting from a opposite ends of the country, but in such derelict places. It's <laughs> definitely a unique show. Um, and hey, probably more funding than we get from the CBC. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> and a lot less red tape. <laughs> exactly. We're still doing better than uh, this hour is 22 minutes. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, they got cameras. <laughs> they do. Old ones they from probably from uh, Molly's Reach. They probably use them from Degrassi, Degrassi Junior High. <laughs> A fantastic Canadian invention that I was saving for the end, but since you brought it up, um, I will be playing after the show my version of, I recorded last night, the Zit Remedy hit song. Oh, amazing. Everybody's got something. <laughs> that actually just popped up on Facebook the other day. Really? Which is amazing. Yeah, the actual the, the actual vi- music video they shot for it. That was a great video. That was an amazing video. They're all sitting on the car. And yeah, you know, Lucy. Lucy had gotten that camera as a present from her right. parents. I don't remember why. Grad present? I can't recall. Yeah, I believe. So. Um, I don't know. And they borrowed it to film their music video. They were going to have girls in bikinis. But the girls in bikinis took their money and, and didn't show up in the bikinis because Caitlin thought it was sexist. And... Oh, Caitlin, what are we going to do with you? Right. I just found out her dad actually was one of the writers on the show, which explains why she was a big star. You know, I had a buddy who went to a uh, concert years ago, uh, like many years ago, and four rows behind him was Snake uh, from... Really? And and he he got talking to him probably during the show and he's like man he says I thought you know big time so Canadian celebrity you'd have better seats he's like I'm a Canadian celebrity I can't afford I afford less than you and yeah. the seating arrangement. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> true. I thought that was just fantastic. <laughs> All right, give me one second. Yeah. Okay, just checking that everything's on the up and up here. We're still doing good. Um, thanks. I like Snake. I like the new Degrassi. Snake was a big part of the new Degrassi. I still have yet to watch a single episode of the new one. I'm kind of disappointed in myself as a Canadian for not watching it. There are two. There's the the new one featuring Emma, Spike's daughter. Yeah. Um, and, and it's actually Emma too, isn't it? It is actually Emma, and it's actually Spike. <laughs> and uh, awesome. the the actress that played Spike and the the gentleman who played Snake, he is a teacher at Degrassi. That's right, and and what and Joey's on the show too. Joey's a car salesman. That's right. Uh, Wheels does make an appearance on one episode. Um, fantastic show though. I didn't give it a chance when it was on TV. I just started watching it actually in the last couple of years. Um, I still swore that it was it was Wheels that uh, that had died. But apparently not. No, Wheels didn't die. Wheels killed a, a person. Wheels uh, went went to jail for drinking and driving. He killed a family. Um, after the graduation, yes. Yeah. Oh, you thought he died in real life? Yeah, I thought he died in real life. Oh, not before he did one episode of the show. Anyway, I don't. I honestly don't know how terrible is that. You <laughs> oh, could have won I, my Degrassi contest. I don't. I don't think I'm right because I thought that he had died like seven or eight years ago. I'm not too sure. I don't think so. Yeah. I used to look just like him, by the way. I could see that. Yeah, I had the same type of glasses and the same the uh, same ridiculous hair and most of the same clothes as him. Um, I actually got one time when I was in high school. Um, I was walking down the hall. I was in grade eleven, and a bunch of grade niners 
I had come up. They're like, oh, my God, it's wheels. And they started freaking out. And I'm like, hey, you know, they like, can I have your autograph. So I, I literally signed an autograph, just signed it wheels because <laughs> I didn't know that his real name. Awesome. I don't know his real name. I know it's Derek on the show. He's Derek Wheeler on the show. I didn't even remember that at the time. That was a fan of the show. <laughs> yeah, he's Derek Wheeler. That's why they called him Wheels. I always thought it was weird because the kid didn't drive. I didn't know where Wheels came from. But, yeah, Derek Wheeler, uh, Wheels. And, I, uh, oh, my God. What the heck is Snake's name? Archie. Oh, my God. What's his name? His name was Archie? Archie Smith? It's a stupid name. Jesus, I had no idea about that, too. And if you know Jonathan Torrens? Of course. In the new one, Jonathan Torrens plays um, uh, uh, Emma's dad. God, shut up. Shane. Really? Sorry, Shane. Yeah, John Torrens makes a special appearance as Shane, who, come, who Emma goes searching for in one episode and, and finds him. Oh, my God. So, really, emotionally, this show... Whoever wrote this show for kids, like, Canada has some twisted writing um, in their TV. It is so subversive that it's just, like, this is a kid's show. This girl has never met her father, so she's in now the eighth grade. She decides to go looking for her father, her whole life living under the impression that he's a doctor. Because her mother keeps getting these notes. From uh, this hospital, where her dad uh, apparently, she doesn't know, and her mom has never told her that he got high on acid and fell off the roof, and he's actually a patient in this hospital, not a doctor. Really? That's... That's, Acid, what a drug. We all remember the story of Shane, he went out to the concert, got... uh, and, and Spike couldn't go to the concert because she had to look after the baby, and it was a big fight. Um, she had actually, he had promised her money and then spent the money on the concert ticket. It was, uh, there's another, there's some great Canadian writing. Two 15-year-olds raising a baby, and one takes the money, goes to a concert, does acid, falls off the roof, and gets handicapped, and 20 years later, he's still handicapped, but his daughter thinks he's a doctor, and mom just decides to let her go on thinking that, until she finds out for herself. Like, this is a kid's show! <laughs> we, we don't know that. We, we, we as Canadians, we don't find that barrier is, is quite there of what's considered kids' shows or not. We figured, let's just show them everything. We will Every put... possible messed up scenario we can think of and just let the parents sort it out later. We put things <laughs> on television that regular people countries in the world just wouldn't even ever consider. No. And, and Degrassi being the prime example, because in the final episode, the fantastic two-hour special called School's Out. That was a great one. Amazing. And the first time I had ever, I as far as I know, it's the first time in North America the F word was said on primetime television. Yes, that is absolutely true. Um, in just an amazing scene, um, I actually started a band called the Tessa Capanelli's because of that scene. <laughs> uh, you have to think, that poor girl, people probably still yell at her. Like, the, the actress who played her, she's probably a lovely woman, I have no idea who she is, but I'm sure people are still mad at her for sleeping with Joy Jeremiah. 
No I, I guarantee she gets yelled at on the street. Um, but just, <laughs> you, I, my apologies to iHeartRadio, but I, you, you fucked Tessa Campanelli. My God. On primetime television. It was the greatest scene. Still to this day, I don't think television has topped it. No. Um, I've gone on, I don't know, Gord, if you've ever gone back on to the old Podbean episodes of this show from early March. Um, I devoted a special amount of time to every episode to Degrassi. Um, just I talking do, about I actually do remember some of those, yeah. Degrassi from the night before. And I had my Degrassi contest that nobody entered. Um, I, I have such an admiration for that show. It's ridiculous. Like, I, I didn't realize it until just watching it over the last year. Um, just how fantastic it is. Still to this day, no show has come close to having the, the, the amount of content thing that they dealt with than no. any other show. No, I like even... Beverly Hills Now 210 attempted to do their variations of it with, you know, kids with drinking problems and, 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 and things like that, but nobody hit it so true to how it actually really would have come about in real life. In, they, they did it right. They did it in so much as there were certain episodes that were just so horrendously boring. Are you still there? Just, just, like, nothing, nothing happens. And, and you think, well, this is a bad TV. No! It's absolutely brilliant! Because teenagers had days that were shitty and nothing happened. You know, sometimes there was exciting stuff. Sometimes Cole is shooting himself in the bathroom, or Dwayne's getting AIDS. But other times, Uh, you're just doing homework with Yick. I still can't believe when they did that episode. That was crazy. The, the, the AIDS or the gunshot? The AIDS. The that AIDS was, episode. they, the way they tackled that was amazing. And they, oh. I just can't believe how they did it. Um, I don't think it's been done like that on television again. Um, I've never seen it. But, uh, you know, I swear to God, and I'm not just saying this for dramatic effect, that taught me about AIDS. I had no idea anything about it at the time. It was still the scary gay disease when that came out. And no, uh, yeah, but but they hit every one of those things. Like you know, it was about the gay disease. It was brought up about the uh, you can get AIDS from a toilet seat, and all those things that everybody assumed was basically sort of true. They hit every one of those facts and, and set everybody straight. It, it was oh man, it was incredible. In a really touching and and cool way, and the relationship he develops with Joey afterwards is just so neat. How they did it. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, and he, well he makes an appearance in the new one because the new one starts with their uh, 10-year reunion. Wait, the guy was still hit, really? He didn't die from the AIDS on that one? Uh, no. No, he, that, they do a video montage at the beginning of the new one, the very first episode, and it's um, all of them walking into their 10-year reunion, and he goes, hey, look what modern drugs have done. I'm still going strong. <laughs> He looks incredible. He looks exactly the same, but they literally they got almost every actor from the original series to just do a a greeting for the camera at their ten year reunion. And you know why that is? Because they're Canadian actors and they've done nothing else. <laughs> they were waiting for that call. Literally, they've been waiting. For, and they're yelling at their wives like, "I told you they were gonna call back." I'm 
I am quitting my job at the Home Depot, and I'm going to go do this show. <laughs> yeah, they've done nothing since. And I think that show's about 10 years old now. I, ca- I call it the new one, but I think it's 10 years old. <laughs> it's around there, yeah. Uh, but they, another neat thing that they did with the new one, they didn't do it with the original, I don't believe, but with the new one, they did it really cool. It was a four-year run, and each year is a school year. And at the end of the run, they all graduate. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, because they kept it true to how life was. It was amazing. Yeah, just and there's actually two seasons or two uh, series. There's one that follows that one that's really uh, some stuff. Just again, I probably wouldn't let my daughter watch it. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. We, since we have a bunch of American listeners, like, look, guys, there's YouTube. Catch up on this. See what it is we're talking about. This show is amazing. Nobody's I mean, heard of it. Take away from the absolutely piss-poor video quality of the whole thing. Oh, it's, it's, it's Canadian, so we don't exactly know how to film things. We don't have good cameras. But the acting and the script was so well done. It's so true to form of what it was really like in school. You know, there wasn't, it wasn't set up like the U.S. clicks, like you have, like, you know, like the punks, the skaters, and all the individual groups, and no. everything else. You had those sort of cliffs, but they were very small people, very small groups of people. There's like three guys of each group was an ass, and everybody else was sort of fine. They tackled. really hit on that, and it was amazing. They also, the one thing that I particularly identify with now more so, I didn't know when I was a kid, but nobody's rich. Nobody is wealthy in the show. They're they're working class people. Yep. Their parents all have to work. They're, you know, dual income families, most of them. Uh, just little things like that, the, the subtleties of, but everything from voting to, they tackled abortion, um, oh my child god. Pregnancy, Ch- AIDS, child pregnancy, suicide, murder, suicide, living on your own, going, when wheels goes to meet his biological father. Oh, that was a great one. Oh man, that was well done. Brutal, and almost gets sexually assaulted on the wave, because he's hitchhiking, and that's, I never hitchhiked <laughs> ever in my life. Right? Literally, that show was my parents. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would be yeah. in a lot better position, uh, a lot worse position than I am now if it weren't for them. And uh, still to this day, hold on. What makes me really laugh is, I mean, the one big show that the Americans have that they claim to, which is the shows how people were being raised, was uh, the Cosby show. Yeah. No. When you had the episodes, like, when you had episodes in, in there where, like, you know, they're trying to, like, move on their own and get their own sort of apartments and that sort of thing, like, you know, it, it was it was interesting watching how they do it. On the Cosby show, they literally turned the house into a furniture store. They empty out Theo's house or a, a bedroom. I actually remember this. That was one of my favorite episodes of that show. I just thought it was so funny how they actually set the whole thing up. Now, there is not a family alive anywhere on the planet that would do what they did at the Cosby show. No. But if you watch Degrassi, even as Americans, you're going to sit back and go, holy shit, that's exactly what it was like when I grew up. That's exactly If you watch them as an adult, which I've been doing over the last year, I, I've told a lot of people this, they show like six episodes in the late hours of the morning, from 3 a.m. till 5.30 a.m. There's yep. like six episodes, and I, I would get up for them. I got up for work to watch the Degrassi. Um, on the nights that I actually went to sleep. Um, most nights I just stayed up for it. Um, but everyone knew that was my Degrassi time, and that's what they were going to hear about for the first hour of the day every day. Uh, but watching him as an adult, you realize the uh, 
the realism and you, the, you appreciate looking back and going, the holy shit, like you just said, there's a lot of holy shit moments in that show. <laughs> yeah. That, um, God. And this is such a great topic to even talk about for, uh, for the Canada thing because if there's anything that Canadians should be most proud of, it has to be that show. Yeah, definitely. Um, one American did try to celebrate it. What's that? Uh, one American did try to get them on board, and they didn't go for it. Uh, Kevin Smith. Mm, that's right. Very famous director of Cleric Small Rats. Um, he appeared on the show, by the way, in the new episode. He films a movie and hires the kids of Degrassi to play in his movie. Yep. And he plays himself, and so does uh, James Hughes. Yep. And terrible episodes. Absolutely abysmal. Worst part of the series, I don't even watch them. I have no use for them. They're awful. He's awful. It was a terrible week of the show. But <laughs> I do appreciate him trying to uh, try to... I, I think it's just I'm done with Kevin Smith. I'm, maybe I'm just being too hard on him. I've just... Something about... Kevin, I just, I'm done with the Jay and Silent Bob thing. I never found them funny to begin with. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of Kevin Smith in the sense of, like, I do like some of his movies. I think they're fun. What I really enjoy about Kevin Smith is when he does his uh, his um, Evening with Kevin Smith series. Yes. <clears throat> that is one of the greatest things because it's literally, it, that's my dream, to go in front of people, have somebody ask me a question about something I've done, and then me go on a 25-minute story about what happened. Sure. I love the concept. I think it's a great idea. And I, I've watched it a dozen times. The story about Prince is one of my favorite clips in the world. It's like 40 minutes long. It's just talking about him doing a documentary on Prince. And he doesn't do documentaries. It's, it's absolutely spectacular. I just wish he would just do that. That's yeah. I don't think he needs to do much more movies anymore. I but, think we uh, can retire yeah, Silent Bob. Silent Bob and yeah. Jay, we can retire. Kevin Smith, I'm sorry. You tried to save the theater for us here this year. I shouldn't be so hard on you. He came here to save the real theater. That's right, I did. Um, That's right. He, he loves Canada. He's actually Canadian. Nobody knows this. Him and Seth Rogen. Um, Seth Rogen, I know. Well, we know. He, Ryan Reynolds. We know. Yeah, I yeah. saw him one time. Um, well, he was just here. I didn't get to see him. This is back in the, the two guys, a girl in a pizza place days I saw him. Um, oh, wow. just on the street. I haven't seen him since. He's always here filming Deadpool, but never when I'm around. They managed <laughs> to shut down the Burrard Bridge down. for Deadpool. That's insane. That is crazy. Um, I remember them walking down the streets of Vancouver one day, and uh, they're filming something, a movie. And uh, I stopped with the guys. I'm like, what are you guys filming? He goes, I'd rather not say. I'm like, no, just tell me, man. What are you guys filming? He goes, Adventures in Babysitting 2. Wow. That was like three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it never came to fruition. Still not available. My, I have a friend who's in the industry. Um, started at the bottom, and he's worked his way up. He's doing fairly well for himself, but his big break was Air Bud 4. Oh, <laughs> that poor bastard. The Golden Receiver. <laughs> he plays football in this one. I've never seen an Air Bud movie. I didn't even bother to watch this one. Uh, but he plays football in this one. The football playing dog. I tried, I tried watching that movie stoned once, and it just didn't work. <laughs> the writer is actually somebody, and forgive me for not knowing, but the writer is somebody who is popular and cool, uh, but needed money, and made uh, just a stinking wheelbarrow full of cash off the Airbud movies. 
Um, Which is, Ethan says they're absolutely hor- horrible movies. Yeah, but he, he knew it full well, wrote them shamelessly for a large paycheck, and got it. <laughs> got it, and used it for the forces of good, which, uh, I, I love that about Hollywood, that you can do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. I'm going to go write this shitty movie for shitty people to watch, and I'm going to get a bunch of money for it. <laughs> and, and then turn into Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, wow. A lot of great people do it. Uh, Jared Leto. Although I, I don't know if his band's really the forces of good anymore, but I do like the fact that he has, Jared Leto has no use for acting or Hollywood or any of it. And he's one of the biggest Hollywood stars they have. <laughs> but he just wants to make money so his band can have ridiculously ostentatious stage shows. <laughs> and it's cool. You just got to respect that, you know? You do. He's uh, completely ran away with that market for years. Um, in retaliation, McDonald's improved their... They changed their whole thing, came out with this McCafe, started selling good coffee... Started eating into that breakfast market. Um, they they stopped the the eleven o'clock nonsense. Yeah, so it's finally breakfast all day. So Burger King has never had a, a uh, uh, cards in this game. No, no, but Burger King does have the croissant sandwich, which they've cornered the market on having the croissant croissant which you know the which is which is very good but just very tiny. But in an effort to win the breakfast market from McDonald's, they went ahead and bought Tim Hortons. Um, and look what happened. <laughs> and ran it right into... Uh, well, they turned it into an American fast food place, let's face it. It's, uh, that was never my problem with Tim Hortons. My problem with Tim Hortons is they started getting carried away with stuff that they don't have any business doing. Do your coffee and donuts. Leave the sandwiches alone. Hire at least one person per store who has a rudimentary understanding of the English language. Just one of the crew. That would be nice. Um, you know, when I walk in and I order a double double, and 15 of them scatter like cockroaches and come back with a sausage on a <laughs> croissant. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm 20 minutes late from work and I hate my life. <laughs> um, I have no problem hiring. That's great that you're an equal opportunity employer, but someone should at least get the get the hairdressers right when I point at the coffee. You know, I, I wish I could have an opinion on coffee specifically, but I am one of those very few people in the world that actually I hate coffee, hate the taste, hate the smell, never like the stuff. I've tried it in every state of mind you can imagine. I've had it sober, drunk, high, you name it. I do not like coffee, although. I can say one thing. I was in Seattle with a friend of mine, my friend Leo. Um, we were in Seattle together for a weekend, and we went to this restaurant. Uh, the name of it, it's a, it's a French name, so I'm never going to remember the name of it. Um, but a phenomenal restaurant for the rest of life. When I remember the name, I'll, I'll bring it up on the show again because um, it's worth mentioning because the place is so good. But I had a, she had a cup of coffee because she loves her French press coffee. And I actually, when she took a sip, she's like, oh, my God, it's like the best coffee I've ever had. I'm like, all right, if you drink a lot of coffee. So if you're saying this is the best cup you've ever had, I will take a sip. So I actually had a sip of it. And even I will admit, it was the least disgusting coffee I've ever had. Have you ever had a Persian coffee? I have no idea. (laughs) 
something about I, I I would make out with her if I could. It, it's it's a sexy it's a sexy coffee. I don't know what they do differently. It's been that every time a person is oh. offered something. Oh, how about that? Coffee, yeah. I had my first cup of coffee. I believe I was probably around ten or eleven years old, and that was it. That was what my life had been missing up to that point, and I I never looked back. I have cut down quite a bit over the years, but no. Uh, oh, my ex-wife I and I had coffee. a friend of mine move in, uh, move in with us for for about a year. Um, I think it was about a year. I can't remember now, but uh, he loved his coffee. This guy would drink like fucking like eight cups of coffee a day, and uh, so just after we moved in because neither of us, me or my ex-wife, we'd never liked coffee. So we never had a coffee machine or anything. So we get up one morning, we take off, we go, we do our business, whatever we're doing. We come back and I'm like, Oh my God, what is that terrible smell? I think the cat peed all over the, the apartment and turns out, no, that was just a smell of brewing coffee. Yeah. No. Well, but he always drank the shittiest and cheapest of coffee he could get a hold of, too. So, yeah. So, I guess that says something. Yeah, some of it's pretty rough. Uh, we are 26 minutes into the, the uh, program this evening and uh, very enjoyable so far. But there is a couple of things I want to talk to and uh, should get to while we can. Uh, something that caught me completely off guard this afternoon. Uh, you and I, I guess, were the story, and we had no idea. Last night, uh, yesterday in total, was the second highest day for overdoses on record really? in the history of the province. The second highest, the first was the in April of 2017, but last night uh, we had 130 overdoses in the province. Um, the second highest on record. Uh, that was, uh, we, we only got 46 in Vancouver. Surrey beat us. They had 48. And uh, elsewhere in the province. So, uh, guys, we got to pull it together. <laughs> I think we can do better next year if we try. I know we have it in us, guys. I just found it, uh, it. It really took me by surprise that you and I had brought that yeah. up last night. I wow. had no idea that this was a thing. Um funny that we were talking about actually the victoria police department was so overwhelmed they, they ran out of uh, naloxone kits. i was gonna say you cut it they're so what um, uh, they, they were so overwhelmed they had run out of naloxone kits they wow. didn't have enough to deal with the problem um just baffling that there's 130 in one night uh someone has to step up and do something about this it's it's uh that's just disgusting. Now, I will say, believe it or not, absolutely, totally shocking, not one single fatality oh, last night. That's a weird one. They were all saved. Um, so I guess something going on in the system is working. Now, I still consider it a flawed system. I don't think handing drug users the uh, antidote and saying deal with it yourself is the right way to go. Uh, but clearly it's well, in, I right think now. it was I think Portugal I think that was a country where they um, they legalize every drug all of them uh, everything yeah. pretty much every bad thing that they say this is why drugs are legal all of those things have dropped crime has dropped overdoses dropped um, it was just it was a, it was a, the opioid addiction dropped, HIV is dropped, um, hepatitis dropped, 
every single thing dropped because they're not treating it like it's a substance problem when addiction is a mental problem, not a substance problem. And it is now very seriously being considered by the governments of both Ontario and Quebec. Uh, the, the province of Quebec is saying it is the one and only solution to the opioid crisis is complete decriminalization. Which, and then these creatures can't, you don't have to buy it. Exactly, you can get it from a clean source. And, um, it always happens this week, every month, because it's welfare week, and these monsters are trying to capitalize on as much money out of these welfare checks as they can get. It's, uh, the alternative to that right now is what they're saying is to start staggering welfare days so people get their checks in different weeks, that way not so many of them will be on the same night, which I why yeah. do we have to get to that? that now, hang on. This brings me yeah, up to actually a thing I did want to discuss as, as quickly. That kind of ties in with this. The um, I'm sure you heard about the Dan Force shooter out here, right? Okay, so of course uh, we, we did. About him. I, I, about now, him one of the things that that came up, I've noticed this on social media lately, is that a lot of people have been coming in saying, especially in Ontario, in Canada specifically. They're saying, oh, well, like, you know, and they're bringing up the whole mental health thing. Oh, it's a mental health issue. It's a mental health thing. This guy had problems and nobody recognized mental health issue. No. No, it wasn't. And there's a whole lot of evidence to prove against it. And I'm sick and tired of, I understand mental health is a very hot topic. Again, it is a trendy topic to talk about. But you cannot blame everything on mental health issues. To blame what this guy did on a mental health issue is wrong it's 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 misinformed and it's just well it's just wrong i can't believe they're doing it there's a one of the cops that was involved in the shooting death of this guy that killed him he actually released a statement about it stating this guy was trained if you watch his movements if you watch the, the way this guy moved he was able to walk around drop a clip, pop another clip in, reload, reset the gun. He was able to do all this stuff while in motion and immediately bring up and start firing with really good accuracy. He was able to do all this. You don't do that during a mental break. That comes from training. That's true. Now, I didn't follow up on that as far as possible. Yeah, has it come out that the police killed him and it wasn't? Oh, no, the police killed him. him. Yeah. Okay, because the last I heard, they had Yeah, no, no, the police killed him. There was, uh, I think, four cops involved in the shooting of him. So, yeah, no, they they, they got him. Um, the But I'm just bothered by I'm bothered by this because, number one, I mean, anytime there's any guy from with any sort of Islamic ties, uh, ISIS will always claim fame to this. And they did with this one. They said, nope, he's one of ours. We trained him. We did this. We trained him. Yeah, and when as soon as I mentioned that to some people, their immediate reaction was, "Oh yeah, but ISIS claims everybody." Okay, true. That's but what I about the fact that this guy—they've already searched his computers, and they already know a that he's been up on the ISIS websites. He's been in talks with them for months now, and not only that, but police have been on—he's been on the watchdog list by the police by CSIS. And the uh, and the RCMP, they've all been watching him for like a couple of years now. So why aren't they calling this a terrorist attack? 
And the you know, obvious answer for that simply is just strictly because of the fact that it's a liberal, it's a mainly liberal media out here. And one of the biggest things is, is Trudeau has allowed all these terrorists to come back into the country because they want to be reintegrated because instead of him calling them terrorists, he's calling them, oh man, what was the term? I almost had a heart attack when he said it. Um, foreign, foreign visitors. He's calling terrorists foreign visitors. This is the same person who actually stood up in chambers and said that uh, he uses yes. the word you people. Yeah, you people. You men. Um, uh, this is, and yeah, as, as I brought up, if you remember uh, that the night we talked about this, uh, 50,000 Syrian refugees brought into the country and not a single one followed up on yeah. So we don't know. And I really do hope that this is one of them. I really do, because it would be a great thing to point against me to say, this is why you're an idiot. And it's not just the liberal government we have to point fingers at, although you, I guarantee, are just spot on with your assessment of why it's not being mentioned. Uh, the other side of that coin also wants you to believe that these terrorist attacks do not happen in Canada. We no. are immune to them. Uh, this wasn't a terrorist attack. God, it's just like, it's like saying mass shootings don't happen in Canada. The second one uh, that yeah. ever, anyone ever talked about. It's did. insane. Uh, Alberta, which often gets overlooked, but they were uh, days after the Columbine incident. Uh, the kids in Tabor, Alberta, got inspired. <laughs> yeah, and went ahead and did it. And uh, that was the point. I that was the point I brought up with you the other night. Every time we let these maniacs do this, it yeah. encourages the next one to do it. Uh, to encourage, you know, why are we hamstring ceases? Why are we not giving ceases more power rather than them stripping them of it? I don't understand. The only thing I'll say all. against ceases is, I mean, for the longest week, I know myself growing up, I didn't even know ceases really even existed. I mean, it's not like it's the FBI where everybody talks about the FBI. Everybody knows the FBI and the CIA. Everybody knows they exist. CSIS was pretty much hidden under the radar for decades. And we're only really learning about it the last like 10, 15 years. I always assumed they were uh, uh, information collection agents. Like they, they did the, uh, uh, what do you call it? That you do every year. Oh, your, uh, uh, the census report. Yeah. Uh, census. I thought that's what they did. I didn't realize they were our... Yeah, they're our intelligence agency. Our, our, uh, yeah, they're our <laughs> intelligence agency. And I, I don't see the intelligence and stripping of, of uh, their ability to do their job. And clearly, they're, they're able, because they had this man on their radar for years, uh, but they don't have and the that's the worst thing anything about it. And that... That boggles my mind, and I'm sorry if, if it's politically incorrect, but sometimes a spade is a spade. And if we could have stopped this guy two years ago based on something the CSIS had to file that we're not allowed to see, uh, that would be painful for yeah, me. Completely agree. I'm sorry. And I, I don't uh, equate it to any one particular country or any one uh, particular uh, race. Or it's religion. a bunch of fanatics. Um, that's all it is. I mean, you can't. It's, uh, Ted Kaczynski was white and crazy. Uh, Timothy McVeigh, white and crazy. Like, everybody has their crazies. It's not uh, specifically a Middle Eastern affliction. Um, I 
they should have more power than less. And, and anyone who's afraid that they're, you know, oh, I don't want them watching me. Well, yeah. if you're not doing anything. Like, I mean, care. the UK is a funny thing because they've got more cameras per square mile or kilometer than anywhere else in the world. And yet, you know, their crime is relatively low. If not low, they're able to catch these people very quickly because, well, there's cameras everywhere. And I've always said, like, I'm, I'm, as much as everybody fears Big Brother, I think with the way society is going, I've always been a fan of Big Brother. I've always been a fan of the sense of government having cameras everywhere and being able to catch and watch everything. Because I think if you're doing something illegal, you should be doing it out in public. Exactly. Now, see, I take a whole bunch of stances on this because, for one, I'm so egotistical that I like. The I think idea it's great. Somebody staring at my mug all day is um, fantastic. I, I think I would be more entertaining than the Truman <laughs> Show. I really do. Um, you know, I used to. I used to actually speaking of Truman Show. By the way, I used. To, I grew up for the longest time assuming that I actually was before the Truman Show existed. I actually used to think that that I was the Truman Show. I used to think that like a lot of this stuff was made because just things just didn't make sense to me. Why did things work out for me in situations where they shouldn't have? And the only thing that would make sense would be the fact that, well, I'm being protected because I'm just so strange and entertaining to others that people just watch. But if this was true, then, well, we would have way more hits in our podcast than what we do. So. So I hope that's true. Um, I don't, you know, anyone who's really against it, guess what? You're being watched. Okay? If Google knows that one time I talked to one person about yoga and I now get yoga suggestions from the Play Store every five seconds, you're being watched. You're constantly being watched by someone. It's nothing to be afraid of anymore. It's not it's even being watched. You're so being listened to. Um, I was blown away because I was sitting at my buddy's place uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, like, I'm on my phone quite a bit. I, you know, I'm on Facebook all the time, and I know the ads that come up. Well, one time, we're, I'm sitting at his house, and I mentioned about his uh, Paradigm speakers that he has, that he bought, fucking like, years ago. Back when we were in high school, he bought these speakers, and he's still using them because they're so good. So we had this big conversation talking about Paradigm. The very next day, a Paradigm advertisement starts popping up on my phone. So I decided to test it, and so I'm sitting there with my girlfriend like that. It's like two days later, and I'm telling her about this. She's like, oh, yeah, it happens all the time. I'm like, well, let's do a test. So I, my phone, which is off, not like turned completely off, but it's just not on. And I sat there, and I said, I said, I said, you know, I love Bose. I'm a big fan of the Bose radio systems. I love the Bose Wave. I, love, I own a pair of the Bose headphones. I'm such a fanatic for Bose. I love Bose. And sure as hell, the next day, boom, Bose advertisement pops up on my phone. And, yeah, I've had it happen to me. I didn't believe it at first. Um, the first couple of times that it happened, I thought it was just coincidence, and now I know better. And um, speaking of which, I also love Bose. Bose, feel free if you're looking for uh, some free advertising. Uh, oh, I'm a fanatic for Bose. I will do just a, I would drop to my knees for... Oh, my God. I... I, I the, 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 the people... All you people who are running the fucking planet, I have to go off on you. Oh, did I? Did something happen there, Gord? No, I'm still here. I'm, I'm just enjoying what you're saying. In and 
the, the guy I met this morning who proceeded to tell me all about Christ and how devoted he was to Christ and then told me about the past lives pavilion he visited and how he explained all his past lives to me and how he died when he was 28 and this one life that and he, guess what asshole you can't believe both read your fucking bible idiot um you can't just walk around with these half-assed beliefs and think you're getting through life and you think you're fooling anyone. It's to a point. I think they're better than everybody. It's fucking annoying. These are the same people who uh, I, I said I'm going to mix about him, but I'm going to now because I love what he's done today. Uh, Mr. Trump who came out today and actually said collusion is not against the law. So go ahead. You'll never become acceptable when is it that when, when you can sit there you know I, I think it should be a fucking law I think there's two laws that need, need to be passed the first one is is everybody's first job must be in retail everybody needs to learn early just how shitty and tough it actually is to work a fucking retail job and when you have somebody who's actually good at it to make them want to second guess themselves and think maybe I'm good at sales and I'm good at people maybe I should sell fucking shitty life insurance and rip people off out of their money because at least then I'm getting paid. I shouldn't you think know, like that. We might possibly not have a podcast tomorrow after I say this. Um, but I'm at a point now where I say fuck legislating it. I'm going to talk against me. Listeners, huh? Now you know what I'm capable of. Are you going to say anything? I don't think so. <laughs> I guess that's very true. <laughs> on 97 episodes and one person has called the show, they're not calling the cops. <laughs> Nobody's even calling into the show at all, so I'm not worried about that. If I was worried about these people picking up their phones, they, they've already proven they don't do that. So, <laughs> We have the only listeners on the planet that don't own phones. It's incredible. Or they're just incredibly shy. Um, they're... 
but I don't know. I, I, I encourage you every night, people, and I, I, may, I don't know if you think maybe I'm not serious. Uh, those of you who are listening, I'm dead serious. Please be a part of the show. I spoke to a gentleman last night um, and begged him, and he all but uh, kind of laughed it off and said, oh, I don't, no, no, I don't think I'll be doing that. Um, but as I said, he fears if his voice gets recognized, and it's a very distinct voice, he may possibly get himself in trouble. Um, now, for the record, though, I bet you, especially in this town, because this town is just full of a bunch of drunken idiots, I'm pretty sure that we could set up anywhere in the like our little downtown Milton Core, that we could set up right across the street from one of the local bars, and I guarantee you it would just be nothing but unlimited people coming in wanting to talk on the show. See, that's what I would like to do. My favorite, uh, my favorite talk show, uh, radio talk show host, I uh, did that originally with his show. That that it was set up at a at a bar in Yale Town. And uh, <laughs> he did his show from Town, and people, if you wanted to be on his show, you just had to be at that bar that night. And and he got, he was, the, he's the biggest name the CBC ever had. And uh, he started getting a little uh, lippy and he was one of the first, well, he's, as far as I know, the first Canadian um, involved in the Me Too accusations and was immediately fired. And and shamed and publicly uh, humiliated and his life and career ruined. And uh, then it all turned out to be false. So, Son of a bitch. As for the, I have no shame in saying it's Gian Gomeshi. Everybody knows the story now of Gian Gomeshi. And yep. A very talented man. CBC uh, in the same since he left. And uh, you know those women. And we'll were, probably uh, never fully recover from it. The women lied. They fully consented to everything, and it all came out in court. And he was fully exonerated. But you can't, you can't save a man's uh, reputation after you've done that to it. Keep that in mind, ladies. He's ruined forever. Doesn't matter that it wasn't true. He's, he's no, no, he's ruined. Um, he's legit screwed for life because of it. And with these ones, I think it's possibly because he didn't call them back. <laughs> they were, were one-night stands. They didn't like it. And uh, so they destroyed him, literally. Jesus. The power of a woman, man. I'm telling you, the power of a woman. It's absolutely brutal. But, uh, yeah, really good guy. It was a really entertaining show, and I miss it. There is a new version of the show. Uh, with a new host, and I'm sorry, new host, I don't re- recall your name because I don't listen to your show. Um, but it's okay, I guess. It's not the same. No, never is. Um, but anyway, the point of that was I wanted to do that because he did. That was how he got his start. It was a TV show also. Um, I don't remember the part. It was really popular. It was like, it had a stupid name like Subies or something like that. I think it might have been Subies. Was that a place to... You don't know. You didn't go downtown much. No, not really. It was Yale Town, so I obviously didn't go there. And I want a nine dollar Pilsner. I'll... <laughs> yeah, I couldn't afford it. Yale Town. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> when when Stella's your cheap beer, I yeah, I'm not going to be drinking there too much. <laughs> Which, by the way, out here Stella is considered a very uh, that's like a, that's like one of the more popular beers out here. It's quite it's quite gross. <laughs> I actually I don't hate the Stella. I do. I cannot stand it. For me, it's it's like coffee to me. I just I can't do it. 
I wouldn't go out of my way to drink it, but I wouldn't say no to one. If someone said, hey, do you want this Stella? I'd say, there's only one beer in my life I've ever uh, not had, and it's Red Racer. Um, that's the only beer I couldn't finish. It's oh, a local for me, it's Stella. Taylor's Crossing, I believe, puts out the Red Racer. I um, believe you're right. It's, a t- it's at least a local Vancouver beer, and it is, I can't even describe it. So, in the top three worst things I've ever put in my mouth. See, that's exactly how I feel about Stella. It is just, I cannot stand the beer. It's its worse than Molson Canadian for me. Why do we always do this at the end of every episode? We come up with a topic that would be interesting for a whole other yes. episode. Every time. <laughs> uh, this would be a good one for us to talk about. I'm a Pilsner guy. I like my Pilsners, um, including Pilsner, <laughs> to be honest. Um, you'd, it'd be weird if you didn't wear like Pilsner. I, 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 you know why I started drinking it? I swear to God, this is true. Listeners, this is a true story. Uh, because my friends and I in Calgary referred to the male genitalia as the pillbox. <laughs> and I was, I was like, the pillbox. Uh, you got a shot in the pillbox. Um, and the Pilsner 24 pack that they put out is called the Pill Cube, which is close enough to pillbox that we had to buy it always <laughs> because it was. We were buying the pillbox every weekend. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I never would have touched That's it. That's funny. But then, beer, but I, I, you always heard the Pilsner was bad, and it's not actually, it's pretty. Um, there's my Pilsner story, but I do, I like Pilsners. I'm a Pilsner guy or a pale ale, uh, a decent uh, India pale ale, but not all of them. Um, Cannot touch a pale ale. I'm not a fan. I love sours, and I'm a fanatic for tapas. Uh, you'll have to enlighten me on a tapas. Or sorry, not tapas. Uh, Trappist beers. Sorry, Trappist. Trappist. What is a Trappist? It's a Belgian monk beer. A Belgian monk beer. Yeah, it's usually a dark amber. It is absolutely, if you get a good one, it is just spectacular. There is one called... West Welvington or something that I can never pronounce it properly. Um, it is the greatest beer in the world. It is very expensive. I, a bottle costs about forty dollars for a single bottle. I, I don't have two bucks on me. Sorry, I'm being I I'm being uh, asked for change here, and uh, unfortunately, I don't have it. Ask him for change. I, I yeah, that was actually a. Uh, a really bad joke I made back on the uh, YouTube show I was trying to host, <laughs> where a bunch of because uh, a bunch, there was a protest in Vancouver, and a bunch of people marched down Hastings Street yelling, "We want change!" And all the people sitting on Hastings Street were like, "No, we were here first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> I forget what they were trying to change now. It's still on YouTube. You can. I tried to do the funny news thing for a while. It wasn't my shtick, it turns out. But I, it's I all about the attempt. It. Um. Well, that's exactly. Hey, that's my whole philosophy, right? The only things that are that's impossible right. are the things you don't try. I, I have, I will try so so many things, and I have failed at. Damn it. That's exactly right. You never know until you try. Exactly. And uh, I didn't know how this was going to turn out, and I didn't know how it was going to evolve, but it just gets funner and funner. Um, 
Although the old ones are pretty good listening. I like going back and uh, hearing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely fun. come a long way, without a doubt. From a little, you know, 45-second to two-minute little podcast to now two-and-a-half-hour runs. <laughs> yeah, well, see, back then I didn't know that I, I – yeah, I was publishing a little two-minute segments, yeah. <laughs> but I would do like 15 of those a night. And what I, I didn't realize how horribly annoying it was for other people to listen that way. Um, and then I discovered the lovely Anchor.fm that puts them all together into one big episode for you. Uh, and the other platforms that I record on don't. So you get these little disjointed That's ones. It. I'm figuring it out. We're going to have a lot of changes over the next, I would say, two months while I really iron out all the wrinkles because I've answered the question I asked last week. Um, there's ways. I will find ways to make this still what we love about it, but something that's more commercially palatable, as the podcast world expects. Uh, I've find out that there's no way to do it. And uh, everyone I talk to says, Damn keep straight. doing what you're doing. So that's, we're going we're gonna to keep doing what we're doing. And I'm going to find a way to uh, make it sound better for everybody. Because apparently that's the big thing. Oh, your podcast isn't good. Why? Well, because we can't hear it. Well, really picky, picky. Jesus, get off the high horse. <laughs> I am absolutely kidding. I just, uh, we're going to listen to this now. We'll take a little commercial break. Okay. I'm going to walk away now. Um, uh, security guard and a rather belligerent uh, individual having a heated conversation uh, right in front of me. Uh, this is the same gentleman who a few minutes ago asked me for change. Is this the same guy? That or not. There's a Same guy, yeah, now he's getting thrown out of Waterfront Station. There's a nickel on the floor right here that he totally <laughs> missed, and uh, that's mine now. Now if he asks you, you can say, sure, I have a nickel. You missed it. <laughs> yeah, I do have chains now. Uh, you shouldn't have got kicked out of here, and we could have split this nickel. But no, you had to run your mouth and get us both in trouble. So. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. Now I have five cents, and you're uh, out that's it. Uh, and that's how it goes, people. That's um, that's how my life goes, right there. That's a good. Uh, Gord gets Justin, the nice kid, going home to his family, and I get uh, Scrappy Joe here, who wants. Oh, to, at least you're getting paid. Uh, just wants to tear down the world because he can. Um, <laughs> and why? Because he didn't play right. dodgeball. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this is definitely a two-part episode. We're now uh, damn near two hours into it. I know it never feels like yeah. it, but yeah. Um, but this is actually going to be a good point for me to bail out because I still I need to go to go to bed. That's where I'm getting at. Uh, and uh, my wonderful friend, Tim, who's been on the show uh, in the past, uh, there's an episode where you can hear Tim uh, absolutely smashed, drunk out of his head, um, yelling about, something i don't remember it was a long time ago uh but go back to the archive he is staring at me through the window from outside like a lost puppy so it's a good time for me to say goodbye too <laughs> perfect well tell tim i say hi 
I will. Um, if there wasn't glass between us, I'd have him say hi to you. But uh, for I'll save that for another time. Actually, he's coming out your way. Uh, you can meet Tim. He's moving back home to Ontario. Oh, very nice. Very soon. Cool. Find out where. We'll go to go. We'll go for. Sorry. Yeah, we'll figure out a, a way to do that, make it a, some, something to do with the show. He's a very famous hairstylist. Um, oh, cool. If you, if you look at his Facebook page, uh, Tim Chappelle, uh, just like Dave, uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, but Tim Chappelle, and he's white and very gay. Uh, nothing like Dave Chappelle, just spelled the same. Uh, look at his Facebook page and see the people he does hair for, and uh, it's pretty... Uh, spectacular. Uh, every racer you can think of, he's on their hair and they take pictures and put them on Facebook with him and it's he works very little and makes an exorbitant amount of money and drinks <laughs> all the time. Why not? I've never seen him sober. <laughs> I, I'm sure maybe he sobers up to cut their hair. I don't know. Maybe that's why he's so good because um, he does he's so drunk and everybody's amazed at the good job he does. I think it could be. <laughs> I, I think be something like that. This is a man who has done Julia Roberts. I've, I've seen him do Julia Roberts hair. I've also seen him wet himself. <laughs> in public. That's two things I've seen with him. Like, it. He's a, just a man. That is fantastic. <laughs> he's a true enigma. So, uh, we just went from one end of the galaxy to the other on that one. What a fucking episode. And that's the last episode of the month for us. Unfortunately, I think this counts as our August square show. So it'll be... Uh, probably not, no. That's okay. I got my major rant out of my system. So hopefully uh, I won't have to have deal with that again. Glad you did. I hope you feel better, and I hope we do this again very Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll keep you posted. Um, we'll see. Uh, tomorrow night won't because I got to work until close tomorrow, and then I have to open the next morning, so that's not going to work tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, I'll let you know about uh, Thursday or Friday. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I don't even know if there will be a podcast tomorrow. It's kind of a weird one for me as well. But we will be back very shortly to do this. Justin, happy birthday, my friend. Uh, Scrappy Joe, good luck out there. Uh, be safe. And uh, all the rest of you, take care. Be nice. All right, here we go. We're out. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to talk too much because I don't want to have to edit too much. So if you want to chat for a sec, uh, we'll hang up. And I'll yeah, do that. Give me a call here. back. All right. Okay, I will.